podcast number 84, Unlimited Chords, Progressions, Songs. As we have seen in countless articles, interviews, and biographies, most songwriters use chords in their movement to create musical backgrounds, which then stimulate melodies in their minds. Often they add a background beat along with lyrics. Although until lyrics are settled upon, syllables such as la or any rhyming lyrics are used until the melody is finished. Then the finalized lyrics may be added. When there is a collaboration, as with Sir Elton John and Bernie Toppin, Toppin supplied the lyrics. Then Sir Elton would create the music. Creating this background pad of chords and rhythm used by many artists as they compose and also producers as they record is similar to an artist applying paint to a canvas. This background influences all the colors layered above, whether they be paint or notes. Composing with new chords and progressions will lead to an endless supply of ideas, never having writer's block or songs that sound the same. In this podcast and the ones that follow, we will compose together song sections that can be used as an introduction, a verse, pre-chorus, chorus, bridge, interlude, and so on. This could be in any style of music you wish. Remember, the beat and the arrangement will decide what genre you're in. Before we start, I would like to make a recommendation that I have mentioned in earlier podcasts. I believe it is vital for all songwriters to play the keyboard, guitar, sing all the time, and play the drums. If you do not play these instruments, in a few weeks you can learn the chords used in today's music. With YouTube and Google, lessons on all instruments and singing and drums from beginning to advanced are available for free. Whether you are a singer or not, sing all the time. It will put the music inside you. If you have never sung harmony, try this. Sing along with your favorite song, the lead melody. Then sing along with that melody only on a higher level or lower. This is a sequence, which is the same relative melody, only higher or lower. For example, I will play five notes, C, D, E, D, C. Then I will play a sequence of that, a third higher, E, F, G, F, E. And then I will play them together so you could hear the harmony. ear will compensate for the chords. At first it might be hard, but don't give up. You will progress and get better every day. This is the reason members in a group with no formal musical training can sing harmony. This is very common. They do not know the notes or anything about the chords. The part of your brain devoted to music will automatically make these compensations. Look at small children who sing in perfect pitch and can sing harmony. David Crosby of Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young said even at the age of four he could sing harmony. You will get it, just stick with it. Playing the drums, even just starting with a pair of sticks, has been proven in countless university studies to have a beneficial effect both mentally and physically. Actually singing and playing the drums with your favorite songs is one of the best things you can do for yourself. 
one more thing before we continue. As before, when I played a third above, that is the most common harmony to sing a third above the main melody. In each podcast and every new section we compose, we will add in a new chord. So you can not only learn its theoretical use, role, and function, along with its sound color, it will also develop your inner musical ear for hearing chords and progressions, a most valuable asset for any composer. We will use the key of C major for our examples. A key is a family of seven chords, with each member having a role in that family. I will now play the key of C major. C major, the one chord. D minor, the two chord. E minor, the three chord. F major, the four chord. G major, the five chord. A minor, the sixth chord. B diminished, the seventh chord. And then back to C major. The chords are numbered. Roman numerals are used in music theory. This is because all the keys are relatively the same. All theoretical concepts we cover will apply to all 15 keys. This is why a singer can sing a song in any of these keys and it will sound the same, only on a higher or lower level. For example, let me play the beginning of a public domain song. Let's take Frere Jacques. I will play it in a few different keys. on each song I will label the chords. If possible, play along with each song, chords, and or create a melody, singing or on an instrument. However, the main focus of these podcasts is for you to work with various chords and progressions to use in your original songs and also develop your ability to hear harmonic progressions and the different types of chords. In effect, theory and ear training together. In our first song section, we will use two chords, C and A minor, the one chord and the sixth chord. C major is called a tonic. It's the tonal center of the key. The next chord, the sixth chord, A minor, is called the supertonic. Now, C major is composed of three notes, C, E, and G. A minor, A, C, and E. So you notice only one note is different. The C and the E stay the same. The G moves to an A. You will notice how major chords have a brighter sound and minor a darker sound. If you're playing a keyboard, you could play C, E, G, then C, E, A. This is referred to as the closest voicing. For our first song section, I will play C to A minor, one measure each in 4-4 four, four time. That's four beats for each chord with a moderate rock beat. After each eight measures, this is the most commonly used sectioning in modern songs, I will pause briefly to mark off the section. 
As I mentioned earlier, many of my previous podcasts, especially the early ones, deal with melodic development. So for this podcast, just be totally free and improvise melodies using the C major scale and or mix in different scales. For example, let's take the C major scale first. Just be totally free, any order, any rhythm. And then experiment using other scales that will fit against these two chords. For example, the early blues singers would lower the third and the seventh note. In this case, it would be E flat and B flat, which would create the blues effect. And then the musicians backing them would pick that up and then use it in their solos, which is today the main scale used for blues. So that we are going to play that. I'll play that for you now. It's going to be C, E flat, F, G, B flat, and C. That's the basic blues scale. So C, E flat, F, G, B flat, and C. Now you also can use the modes derived from the C major scale. Let me explain. They originated in ancient Greece. It was used in the Middle Ages, but then it was in the late 19th century that Claude Debussy in the Impressionistic School of Music used these modes. Today, they are used for improvising by most rock and jazz players in one form or another. Now you can use these modes because they're all derived, in this case, from the key of C. So we have seven modes. The first one, Ionian, is the C major scale. The second one is called Dorian. In the key of C, it would be from D to D, the second to the ninth note. I will play that for you now. If you use this scale, you would emphasize the sixth note, B natural, emphasizing the Dorian sound. The next scale is called Phrygian. It would be from the third to the tenth note. In other words, from E to E in the key of C. And the first two notes are the ones that would be emphasized to give it its true effect, E to F. As mentioned earlier, this would be the same in all the different keys. In all the 15 keys, there are seven modes, all with the same relative sound. Now, in the Phrygian mode, with the half-step beginning, E to F, a lot of Hispanic music uses this sound. So even though we're in the C major scale, by emphasizing certain notes, we create the modal effect. Now the next one is the Lydian, and that would be from the fourth note up the scale. In this case, F to F. And the important note to stress would be the fourth note, the B natural. 
As I mentioned, these scales are used quite often in rock and jazz improvising. This next one especially, the mixolydian, that would be from G, the fifth note of the scale, up to the next high G. The important note here is the seventh note, in this case F, and that is one of the blues notes, so that's why it is used quite a bit in rock and blues. This next mode is the Aeolian, also known as the natural minor. It would be from the sixth note of the scale up, in this case A to A. The important notes here would be the third, actually the sixth and the seventh, which separates it from an A major scale. Now minor keys are based on these minor scales, and we will get into that in later podcast where we will write song sections in minor. The natural minor scale is very, very popular in rock and jazz. And if you listen to the music of Carlos Santana, he plays a great deal off the natural minor scales. at the end of that, I played an E flat. That is the f note is the flat fifth. So I had A, B, C, D, E flat. And that's also used quite a bit. And we'll talk about that later. But I wanted you to hear that sound. And for the last mode that you can use, this is the Locrian. And this is from the seventh note up, from B to B. This scale has its own sound because it's related to the diminished chord. And so you will hear as you play this, it has a certain effect. The diminished chord is based off of this scale, and diminished chords have a lot of tension in them, and you could feel it in that scale. And we will address that in later podcasts. But for now, let's make a section. I will play it from C to A minor, just two chords, and you could use any of those scales you wish. Basically, there are two methods of composition, right? In other words, you can just improvise it, or you could write it down, or both. All the great composers in all styles of music are also great at improvising. Just be free, let your ear be your guide. So, as mentioned earlier, the sections will be eight measures long. I will play C to A minor, one measure each, three times. But then in the seventh and eighth measure, I will just let the C chord sustain. So you get the feeling that you're coming to a pause, a cadence at the end of this section. Okay, here we go. So just listen to the chords and improvise and be free.
hundreds of songs, maybe thousands, begin with the one to six chord progression. Future podcasts will feature new chords and progressions moving through major, minor, modal keys, altered chords, modulations, borrowed chords, extensions, substitutions, etc. It is clearly evident by the works of two of the greatest songwriters who ever lived, John Lennon and Paul McCartney, who admitted to not being able to read or write music. However, they did possess a deep knowledge of harmonic movement, the guiding force in their music, constantly experimenting with harmonic progressions, rhythm, and form. How two individuals with no formal training in music could expand the boundaries of popular music in so many different directions is a subject that's been debated in countless books and articles for many years now. On YouTube, I have videos dealing with many different aspects of composition and some of my original music. I would like to leave you with this quote by Sir Elton John. Music has a healing power. It has the ability to take people out of themselves for a few hours. Thank you so, so much for listening. Take care. Joe.